I'm just going to get started. Uh, Chewie's not here today, so, um, ha- ha- John, have you been remembering to do your stretches? Uh, no. Bad back, you know? Bad back, yeah. I had, uh, I had those thigh injuries last week from playing baseball once for a few hours, and it destroyed my legs for days, and, uh, and, and uh, now I don't have that, but I'm still not doing my stretches. But Jackie Chan sure fucking does. <laughs> um, I think I got close enough to Chewie's intro. It didn't have her charm, but I did the best I could. Hi, and welcome to Behind That's the Hype. That's all you can do. You. Yeah, with me, your host is always Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Jonathan Hardesty. Hello. Uh, Chewie, unfortunately, uh, could, could not make it today. She actually is home, um, but she <laughs> she passed out a f- solid 10 minutes into rush hour. And uh, instead of trying to force her to either try to watch it again or wake up or any of that, I just kind of let her... like. You know what? Just enjoy the off night, because um, <laughs> man, this movie didn't age well. No, it didn't, and her her review is actually pretty apt. Yep, yeah, that um, <laughs> that tracks. I uh, I famously do not usually drink beer while recording podcasts, and a lot of podcasters do. But today, um, cheers. <laughs> it's just kind of yeah. where where my head needed to be. Um, so this isn't where I wanted to finish Jackie Chan month. However, I do think there is something kind of poetic to it, and I'll get to that at some point or another. Um, but John and I had a little bit of a chat before this. We kind of agreed. Uh, this movie really didn't age well to the point of it's it's a long string of some good stunts, some okay stunts, some okay action, and just lots of race jokes. Like, more yeah. than I think I was I was ready for, and I've seen this movie a lot. At least I oh, did yeah. a long time ago. I haven't watched it in years. I just I didn't realize that was the only was on comedy ca- drum they're gonna bang. <laughs> yeah, no, it was on cable a lot for a while there, and of course I watched it every single time because Jackie Chan. Already yeah. by that time, I was enough familiar with him, being like, "Oh, there's gonna be bloopers at the end of this thing, and he's gonna do some stunts, and they're gonna be fun." So yeah, I'll watch it again and again and again, and then <laughs> coming back to it, I'm like, "What?" Oof! What the, is any of this? Now, for from my point of view, I remember loving Rush Hour, and I had all my favorite parts of Rush Hour, I had all my favorite scenes of Rush Hour, my favorite <laughs> characters, and they're all in fucking part two. Yeah, um, yeah. I think you've even mentioned on the show just like yeah. how excited you are for Rush Hour yeah. and all these characters, and I didn't remember, like, because it's been even longer since I've seen two. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm sure that person's in this movie. Nope. 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 No, none of them are here, and um, <laughs> it turns out I don't really like Rush Hour. Uh, and now, in hindsight, now you know twenty years later, however fucking long it's been since it came out, I, I really don't like Rush Hour. This is probably my least favorite movie we've done for Jack. Not even probably, it is my least favorite movie we've done for Jackie Chan. And uh, I, I'm going to try to talk about it as much as we can. But it, I'll just say this: it reeks of fucking Brett Ratner. Yes, it does, and. When you mentioned that last week going in, I was like, you know what? Okay, we know he made it. We know he directed it. You know, it's just going to be his name on it. It'll be fine. The Jackie Chan will just shine on through. And then when I started, I got like five, ten minutes into this, I'm like, oh, this is a lot less Jackie Chan yeah, a lot more Brett Ratner than I had remembered. And since the next one takes place in China and there's a lot more Chinese actors in it and it, it just... That one felt like a Jackie Chan movie, which is probably why I like the second one so much more. But like even the second one, uh, just a, a story if you never got into like the behind the scenes, like I, I always did with DVDs back in the day when I you know had time. Um, I always remember this scene 
uh, at the end of part two, where Chris Tucker finally uh, over beats the girl from fucking Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I can't remember her name right now. She's an amazing actor, but he, he finally wins. He wins his fight, and he calls her a crazy-ass bitch, and he walks away. And I remember watching the behind-the-scenes where he like they had a problem with that line. Chris Tucker didn't want to call her a bitch because he doesn't like calling women bitches because we fucking shouldn't. And he's like, I, I don't really like it. And they tried like a hundred different ways of doing it. And he's like, all right, just give me one where you say bitch. Just, just give me one. And of course, that's the one that rolls into the movie. Uh, and I'm just thinking about this now in 2021 at this like little blurb in a blue like DVD, not Blu-ray, a DVD extra that was played as a joke. And I'm like, that is so indicative of like all the problems with Brett Ratner <laughs> in just one little thing. That's even the fact that it's played as a joke is like there's so many problems here. And uh, fortunately, I don't think they're as on display in the first one, but it's still just, it wasn't a fun watch. I didn't have fun watching this one. I had fun with some of the Jackie Chan stuff, but only some of it. Yeah. And I realized pretty quickly once the, once I remembered the plot that they were just supposed to distract Jackie Chan's character from actually doing anything on the case. Like once they started getting into that whole plot, I was like, oh, that's right. They really don't let him do anything in this movie for most of the movie. Yeah. Like the point of the movie is to stop Jackie Chan from being the star of the movie. <laughs> like, right, yeah. <laughs> that's that's really it. That's the breakdown of the movie. Uh, yeah. Jackie Chan comes to America, and they try to stop him from being Jackie Chan. That's Rush Hour. Yeah, that uh, that's Rush Hour in a nutshell. And I, I will say, Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan have wonderful chemistry together. I think they're both very funny, very talented actors. And I think they did the best with the source material that they had. And I think at the time, it probably wasn't as offensive as it is now. Um, maybe it should have been. Maybe I should have been like, what the fuck is this? Um, but as a kid, I'm like, it's funny. I like Jackie Chan. And look, it, look at him jump, right? <laughs> yeah. But that's all there is in this well, movie, I, right? Am, am I missing something yeah. like major? <laughs> no, no. You, you've, you've got it pretty much. It's They have a good chemistry together. And their energy... As they play off each other, especially once they kind of get into the, uh, what, there's a scene where they're one-upping each other on what their daddies do. Oh, that's so funny! Like, and it's such a funny scene because no one's the straight man in this, even though Jackie Chan is kind of more stoic. Like he's he's in he's getting goaded into it. Like, no, my daddy's better. No, my daddy's better. And like, there are parts of the movie where they actually challenge each other as characters and as people, and they kind of break the stereotype that the movie wants them to sit in and stew in. And those moments actually really stood out a lot to me this time through. Like, yeah. really just like, like klaxon, red light blaring, just like, focus on this. This is the good stuff you're waiting for. Because, yeah, yeah even like the, one, even like this, like the war huh scene, like the, the one where they realize they both like some of the same music is like, th this is what you watch it for. You watch it for these two guys because like they, they do play off each other really well. And they like, especially like this is not Jackie Chan's native language and he's still keeping up with Chris Tucker who's, Famous for how fast he talks and famous for how quick-witted he is. And Jackie Chan's right there with him. Oh, yeah. And even down to the blooper, I, I try not to use a blooper as part, of a as part of the review just in general, but you can't not talk about bloopers and sure. end stuff with a Jackie Chan film. But yeah, like there's a bit where he's, uh, Chris Tucker's failing to say the phrase to the stewardess, to the flight yeah. attendant. <laughs> And he's like, I have to learn this language, and you can't say three words. Yeah, it's like, and I did the whole movie in English, you can't say three words. Right, and they're ribbing each other. And it's like, well, that actually, that energy was still in the movie, which is why yeah. I connected in there. Because, 
yeah, once they warm up to each other and form this bond, even their com- even their fighting is in sync almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Once once they're in the restaurant upstairs, like they're working together faster than anyone he's ever fought with out of the movies we've seen at least. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't think we've actually seen him fight with too many people. Co-op. No, it's usually, yeah, it's usually him, either him one-on-one or him against a thousand. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah, and that, that works. It, was, it worked well. Yeah, and, and this is also an interesting um, shift in the movie, especially in the movies we've been watching, where it's a lot of Jackie Chan action and a lot of energetic choreography. And this is a lot more police and FBI and st- typical western action that like it's almost too much especially from the movies we've come from where it's a lot more of that especially even rumble in the bronx when he's in america as well but he's still doing the jackie chan thing this is a lot more of the police and fbi work and more of the plot plot (laughs) which i say it that way because it's like that's about as interested in it as i am it's like that's the plot plot yeah i mean none of the movies that we've done this month are great for their story like none of them um which is fine but like this one and and kind of getting back to what i said a a few minutes ago when we started the thing that i find interesting about this one is this is his first real huge american film am i like right am i forgetting one like because i know realm of the bronx was huge here but this was like produced by america american filmmakers american production company this is an american movie um yeah it's like the first one that we've seen where like you don't know how to use Jackie Chan. <laughs> right. Right. It, it is baffling. Uh, especially, yeah, since this is probably the entry point to Jackie Chan for a lot of people. I know Rumble yep. in the Bronx is kind of the one that made him big, and some of the older listeners or perhaps more versed listeners would point to that one, being like, that's the big one. That's the touch point for Jackie Chan. But it's like a lot of kids in my generation – we grew up with like the VHSs from the rentals, and this was the first one because it had yeah. kind of that '90s cool, late '90s cool. It was already like it's '98, so we're about a year off from '90, like the best film year of our generation. Yeah, yeah, we're a year off from the Matrix, where fucking everything changed. <laughs> right, right. So already we're primed for the movies around that time, and Rush Hour was a part of it. And yeah, it was an attractive joining of two prominent actors of different styles and so yeah this would be the big touch point i think so i would agree with that yeah i think so and and like there's a lot of great things that came out like right around the same time with him in it and there's a lot of great stuff that came out after it but i think for a lot of us this would be the the beacon like the the first major and and i think that's that's still sort of fine in a weird way like i wouldn't recommend this to anyone who hasn't seen it like if you haven't seen it good for you skip it um, <laughs> yes, but especially now with access to so many other of of his library, like I mean, Police Story one and two are on Criterion for God's sakes. You're you're yeah. you're going to be able to stream it on HBO Max. Uh, like, just go watch Criterion. Shanghai Noon. It's basically yeah. the same movie but set in the old west and with Owen Wilson. Like it's much better, at least as far as I remember. Once <laughs> we go back to that, was like, oh, no, it's another <laughs> big pile of racist jokes. Yeah, I was uh, just about to say we don't know. We haven't gone back to that. I I know. I whenever I think about, it, I'm like, wait, hold on. There are Native Americans in that one. There might be a problem. Uh, <laughs> I have to rewatch it before I start recommending it. But still, right. it's just this weird time of like, yeah, I mean, I like Jackie Chan and I like Jackie Chan movies, but I don't really want to watch that one or really anything. But I guess that's just more of my 
Just stay the fuck away from Brett Ratner. Like, nothing good can come of Brett Ratner. Well, right. And and also, just in terms of even a jumping-off point for new people to Jackie Chan. Like, I know how he started the month saying, like, I didn't have that much experience with his movies. But I've seen a lot of clips, and I've seen a lot of... I've had a lot of osmosis pop-culturally. And so I knew enough. But this was still the first movie. But I would almost be like, well, we've already just talked about a few other movies that I would recommend first over this one to jump into. Even Drunken Master. For his, like... (laughs) Like, none of these movies are all that great to women, but in that one, even more so. But still, even that one I would recommend. <laughs> just in terms of, you see, the, like, Jackie Chan is the it person. Like, you see what, what his spark is, and like, oh, I'm going to love all his movies. <laughs> yeah. And him in them. Not necessarily this one. Even though this is the one that got me to watch all his other movies. <laughs> But I don't, I don't necessarily think he's bad in this. Like, I, I don't blame no. him. Like, I, I don't blame him. I don't blame Chris Tucker. The only person I blame for how shitty this fucking movie is Brett Ratner. Because there, there's a common thread with a lot of shitty movies, and he's in charge of a lot of them. So <laughs> I'm just like, all right, that I'll, this one's on me. I, I thought we could get through it. I thought the Brett Ratner thing might actually work. I was wrong. And uh, we should watch Foreigner because that's that's the one that I was between that and this one. I'm like, eh, no one really saw Foreigner. I only wanted to watch because it, it was Martin Campbell. Mm, I'll watch it on my own later. And now I'm like, yeah, we should just watch that one. Yeah, no, it is it is tough, especially especially since there's just a time capsule with this that almost gives it kind of a weight that makes the you know Brett Ratner of it unfortunate, but. It's just of the time, and we've watched a lot of his movies that have been of the time. Like even uh, uh, Rumble in the Bronx had some moments where it was like, "Oh, okay, this might yeah. not play as well today." Yep. And so there's been that that evolving nature of him in these films. That's you could probably do a study undercurrent of just like, oh, as we've been figured out a little bit more about <laughs> racial sensitivity and humor and dealing with that in a more mature way. Like these movies have bumps, all of them, yeah. all of the ones that we've watched, and they might not be in the newer ones to give you kind of an idea what to expect. Yeah, because if because I mean, if this is the worst of it, at the same time, if this is the worst of it, that's like great. You have nothing but up to look forward to. I mean, I guess that's a, a good way to look at it because I, I agree with you. Like, if we we're to like. I, I guess I should have prefaced in the beginning. I don't really want to do a full review on Rush Hour, as John and I discussed before we start recording. Like, I just kind of want to talk about, like, I didn't really enjoy the experience. Let's just talk about Jackie Chan. Um, <laughs> but if we're just talking about him, like, in the macro sense, like, I enjoyed this month. I really enjoyed going through the Jackie Chan movies. Um, but, I mean, as long as we've been doing these behind the hypes and, like, focusing on one person... For the most part, by the end of the month, I was a bigger fan at the end than I was at the beginning. And the only reason that holds true this time is just because I, I, Jackie Chan was such a big blind spot in like my film going. Um, I, I'm very well versed in who the actor is and what he's made, but I just didn't really watch a lot of it. So the only reason why I like him a little bit more now is because I've just seen a little bit more of him. But I feel like the, the deep dive and the study on what he can do, since every movie we hit was like, this is great, but it, it <laughs> yes. didn't really it didn't raise him into the stratosphere. Like I was for sure this month was going to do. Like I was so ready to just be like I'm jumping on the Jackie Chain train. It's going to be a blast, and it was. There, there was a lot of great in it, but at the end of it, I'm not like ah, oh, I can't believe the month is over. I want to watch more Jackie Chan stuff. I'm like okay, I'm done. 
Yeah, and, and I wonder if that's not the um, kind of the inherent flaw of just doing maybe four or five uh, a, a month or four or five at a time of one filmmaker yeah. is that you really need the mass of his filmography to really kind of pull the trajectory out. I mean, maybe, but it this month made me not really want to go do that. Yeah, so it, it's... Like, when we did this for, like, here, I'll, I'll use the example uh, Scarlett Johansson. Because when we did the Scarlett Johansson month, it was kind of like, it was a little bit of a rocky road. We, we picked some good ones and some... And... <laughs> but at the end of it, I'm still like, but I could see what she was doing in each movie. And that made me more excited to see what she can do in the next movie. Unfortunately, the next movie was Black Widow, which was fine. Um, I'm sorry, Internet. Uh, but, like, <laughs> she was good in it. And I could see what how she was How dare you doing. only <laughs> moderately like a thing. I know. How dare I enjoy a movie? Um, but like, I can watch Scarlett Johansson and go like, I can see what she's doing in this movie and I'm excited to see what she'll do with it. Even if the movie's only okay, I'm still excited to see her in it. And that still holds true for Jackie Chan, but it didn't, my, my meter didn't move. It's at the same place it was at the beginning of the month. I'm still as excited to see a Jackie Chan movie as I was before, which means that I might not get around to him. Yeah. And another thing to keep in mind too, like compared to the other ones that we watched, these all, I mean, they all, if they're all actors, they'll all have different directors. But in this case, each director did something so completely different with Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. Like, stylistically, tona- tonally. Um, it was almost, it was weird. It was a weird month to watch in, in terms of just what the directors did with Jackie Chan. Yeah. Because his stunts and his choreography was great throughout. But one of the movies he directed, I think we only watched one of his movies that he directed. Yes, yep. And that uh, uh, police story, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And that was the strongest, I think. Far and away the best movie of the month. Far and Right, away. right. And so that would almost be interesting to revisit if he did more and watch from from him from a directing standpoint versus him from just being an actor. That's I a think good point, we, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think we're running into a problem with um, where, yeah, we just picked very different ones with different sensibilities. Because even uh, Drunken Master, Yen Wuping... Right, mm-hmm. like that humor was also really good, and I imagine if we'd watched more of that director, not that Jackie Chan did more of those. I haven't looked that up. There's more but, Drunken Masters, and I, I'm not sure if it's the same director on all of them, but that there is a few in that franchise. Right, right. We would we would see a, a different like we would be able to kind of get a through line. Whereas I feel like this time we didn't, and this time really the different directors are to blame. Really, yeah. They're that's... like they're not doing this month justice. <laughs> They're not, they're, not, they're not giving us the reason why that Jackie Chan is really working his butt off to do. Yeah, because, I mean, he's unbelievably impressive in every movie that we watch, including Rush Hour. Like, he's still doing very cool stunts throughout Rush Hour, including the, the thing at the end with, like, the whole drapery thing. Like, I'm sure that wasn't exactly how it appeared in the movie, but he still did the stunt. It was still really cool. Um, all of his fight scenes are great. Like I love how his, how he got later on in his career. Like the way he moves his hands got so fast. Like because he was fast in Drunken Master, but you compare even Drunken Master to Police Story, and it's like, whoa, he's <laughs> stepping on the gas. And like then you oh, get yeah. to Rush Hour, and like he's just so quick, and it's really cool to watch him, and it's just fun. Like you get to the the bar sequence, and it's just a fun sequence. You're pretty sure he broke his leg at one point because it looks like he kicked a ball, but you know whatever, it's cool. But <laughs> right. Or even just, like, trying to keep the vases from falling. Starting to pull... Like, still yeah. able to pull in the classic Hollywood slapstick um, style. Well, 
I don't even think it's the classic Hollywood. That's that classic Hong Kong like comedy. Like that's that slapstick stuff that was in Drunken Master, that was in Police Story, and somehow. I think I'm refusing to give Brett Ratner any credit for it because I think it was just this is the Jackie Chan stuff. Right, right. This is what he does. Like, yeah, that that I can see that I can see the direction being okay. Do that thing you do. Yeah, here, (laughs) keep the vase from breaking, and we're gonna blow it up later. Yeah, like even his facial expressions in that are great. His comedic timing is just off the charts in in those pockets of moments. Even when he like, I feel like this era. Uh, movies of Jackie Chan is him doing damage to his hands and shaking them and being like, ow, oh, oh. Because every, every movie around this time where he does some sort of comedic action, there's always damage to his hands. And maybe that's just been even through the past ones we watched, like Drunken Master, like my wrists, ow. But he plays hand damage <laughs> really well, which is a weird thing to pick up. The, the wrist thing is still so funny. God. <laughs> but yeah, even here, just his facial expressions playing to the comedy of the uh, dan- like the physical uh, the action the the hurt playing to the comedy mm-hmm. of that feels a lot more amplified here uh, yeah and honestly that's probably what drew me in when i was younger to this it's just like oh this is action packed but he's funny this is funny from him like, like his standpoint not the jokes the the jokes don't really land but he is like Jack- that is I, i'll take that as like my number one takeaway from this month I always knew Jackie Chan was funny and famous for being funny, but I never personally found him that funny. Like, I'm not trying to take anything away from him. It's just like what he did didn't really work for me as far as a comedic goes. And then after this month, I'm like, nah, I was wrong. It, it does work. It's funny. It, it legitimately, it gets me. Like, I, I, I'm into it. Um, yeah. And it's a, but that's it's like my only way to... major change is I, I think he's funnier than I did before. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's a different way to look at funny, too. Um, yeah. It, it, we're not used to watching action with... Uh, especially today in today's action landscape we're not watching used to watching too much action that is truly genuinely funny and built of circumstance um so having that even in this was kind of nice it was <laughs> cuz yes action can be funny filmmakers of major corporations it can it, be funny it can be funny without being quippy it doesn't have to be quippy to be funny i'm not going to say who i'm talking about but everyone knows who i'm talking about yeah. Um. <laughs> we, we, we're, 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 I'm sensing some steam from listeners just coming off of their <laughs> off of their heads. Like, okay, at least they didn't say the company. At least they didn't say it. <laughs> and I'm still not going to, but you know exactly who I'm talking about. That's why you're mad. Um. <laughs> All right. I, I don't think there's much else I can say about Jackie Chan. I don't have a favorite moment, favorite quote, favorite anything from this movie. If we did the second one, I would, because the quote I really like is in the second one. Um, but we didn't do the second one, so uh, I'm willing to just let Rush Hour go and say let's start prepping for next month. What do you think? Well, uh, yeah, I, I would say just to give you a chance to use your uh, favorite moment from the second one, I would say go for it. Just, I, I'm curious what your favorite moment is because I remember nothing from that movie. I Honestly, I don't remember the quote verbatim, and I, I don't want to butcher it. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I, there is a legitimately funny moment in the second one, I promise. I, just, I don't remember the quote verbatim. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you just got to get through this first one and then eventually get to the moment. No, 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 you don't. Don't watch it. Don't watch the second one. Don't watch the first one. You don't have to. I'm just telling you, if you if you happen to, there will be a part in the second one that will make you laugh, but don't go out of your way for it. I, I did not recommend. Um, Fair. <laughs> that's a horrible way to end Jackie Chan month. I recommend Jackie Chan, his movies. Go back to the other three that we watched. They're all good. Uh, Rush Hour, skip it. Yeah, you can skip it and... 
really replace anything else from the filmography in there. Even fuck. Police Story 2. No, fuck um, it. Just watch watch The Spy Next Door. That That's what I'm going with. Instead of Rush Hour, Spy Next Door. I saw it as an early screening when Chewie and I were still like not even dating, but just kind of like the, hey, I'm kind of into you. Let's go to a movie together and see if this is worth it. Um, turns out it was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like we watched like an early screening, and we're both sitting like, this sucks. And now after watching Rush Hour, <laughs> no, nah, it's pretty good. He, he plays yeah. a nanny, and he doesn't know how to make oatmeal. It, it, I kind of want to rewatch it. I, I, mean, I think I, I don't like it a lot more now. <laughs> classic comedy gold without any race jokes. Yeah, I, I highly recommend Spy Next Door. Don't watch Rush Hour. <laughs> or, or how about uh, poor Jackie Chan? <laughs> how about uh, Tuxedo? Have you seen that one? Oh no! Now this is gonna make. Th- other people who grew up in the 90s with me rather upset i don't like jennifer love hewitt if she's in a movie i'm probably not gonna watch it okay all right right, she's she's in can't hardly wait and i love can't hardly wait and that's my one that's your one okay that's that's the one i I can't even get into fucking uh what's it called i know what you did last summer and i'm a a slasher guy i love slashers she ruins it for me okay yeah interesting Nothing against little... her. She she could be a great actor. I, she just doesn't work for me. Yeah, no. A- actors on screen are different than in real life. So yeah, it's you're talking about the on screen presence and how they rub you the wrong way. It's it makes sense. It's totally fine. I know there's other people who grew up in the '90s like, no, she's a goddess. What's wrong with you? And I'm like, eh. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen. I don't remember anything that she's been in. Like, I don't remember those movies very well. It's all foggy. So I should. <laughs> I'll probably do my own behind the scene or behind the hype on them with myself just God, to catch maybe up. Maybe we should do a Jennifer Love Hewitt month. <laughs> just, just Actually, like, you know what? We should we should make you do one. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let, let's see how wrong I was. And at the end of it, I'm like, I was fucking right. Um, yeah. And then, with the and exception then we'll of Can't Hardly Wait. That one was great. <laughs> we'll all be like, oh, yeah, you are right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out not, not much there. Uh, but we'll all right. Yeah, it's coming check. soon to a podcast near you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know when we'll get around to it. Because I do have a whole bunch of months already lined up, and I kind of want to start, start talking about one of them, uh, which would be yeah. uh, next month, which is uh, Richard Donner month. The bittersweet Richard Donner month. Bittersweet as in uh, it's awesome we get to watch all these Richard Donner movies. Sad because we're doing it because he died. Um, and as soon as I saw that headline, I'm like, oh, man, I'm bummed out. Like, instantly yeah. bummed out. Um, but last week I mentioned that I didn't have uh, a list, and this week I do. Uh, so this is what we're going to cover for Richard Donner Month. And it, there might be one or two changes in here as the month goes on. But either way, the first one out of the gate will be The Omen. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of The Omen. It's kind of a slow movie. But it was his first like major successful theatrical release. Uh, so with that in mind, I'm like, all right, we should do it. People love this movie. I'm usually considered wrong. So I'm willing to give another shot. <laughs> and uh, hopefully I, I am wrong. Um, and then after that, we're going to Superman 2, of course, the Donner cut, because uh, otherwise we wouldn't be doing it. And then another movie that I don't like and people get really mad at me about, but I'm going to give it another shot, uh, The Goonies. Uh, every time I say I don't like Goonies, li- I think I lose a friend. Like, <laughs> <laughs> somewhere out there, like, I think he said it again. Fuck him. Yeah, um, yeah. Don't, you don't you don't have to worry about me because I also am underwhelmed, but we shall see. We'll I, see. Maybe I'll like it more this time. Um I've said that every fucking time. <laughs> All right. After the Goonies, we're going to do Lethal Weapon 2. I'm guessing we'll have a uh, a young man from uh, the UK on that episode. Because uh, he has said if we do anything from Lethal Weapon, he needs to be a part of it. And then uh, that's four. 
but it's Richard Donnerman. So we're going to do five. And the fifth one is a bad one. And we know it's a bad one. <laughs> we are well aware the reviews are in the toilet, and most people laugh at how bad it is. But I love Paul Walker, and I want to watch Timeline. I've never seen it before. So we're going to finish the Richard Donner month off with Timeline. Yeah. And, I, you know, I feel like Paul Walker is a good cap. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can't go wrong. I, Even if the movie's wrong, you just can't. Paul Walker made every movie better. And I say that having just watched Fast 9 and loved it, but when I walked out of it, I'm like, it would have been better if Paul Walker was in it. I, I will I will admit I did um, get a little emotional at the end when his car showed up, and I was like, oh, yeah. recognize the car. I was like, you guys, he's still alive in this world. Thank you so I much. I want to live in that world where there's still Paul Walker. <laughs> yeah, and his job during Fast 9 was to babysit. I'm like, that just, that's awesome. He's still... I don't care about the excuse. It's just like, he's in the world. Yep, I'm into it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So we'll, we'll finish things off, and I have a feeling we'll probably talk more Paul Walker than we do Donner in the last week. But you know, we'll, we'll get there. Um, and then after that, we're gonna go back to what our original plan for that month was, which was going to be Bette Midler month, and that will be the month of September now instead of August. And then for Halloween, we might have to cut Bette Midler short because I really want to do all this in October. Uh, we'll we'll play with the schedule when we get there because it's so far away. But we came up with an idea. I'm not sure if I've told John about this idea yet, but I'm very excited this about is, it. This is new to me. I want to do famous horror movie directors, not famous movies. The horror movie B-sides. Oh, okay. All right. I'm into it immediately. So I'm, yeah. I, I want to do like Wes Craven, but nothing he's famous for. Like, let's do Wes Craven. And I mean, I guess if you're a horror fan, this month will not make any sense because all these movies will be famous to you. <laughs> but I'm talking like the yes. people who are not horror fans, when I say we should watch The Serpent and the Rainbow, and they're like, the fuck is that? I'm like, it's a Wes Craven movie. Like, no, it's not. I'm like, no, no, it is. And you should watch it. Uh, yeah. We've even covered it as part of a battle on this show, and still people don't know what it is. I'm like, okay, so we should do things like that. And then the more I talked about, it literally came up because of The Serpent and the Rainbow. And I'm like, hold on, there's something here. So we can do that. We can do John Carpenter. There's so many horror movie directors out there who made movies that nobody saw. And we're going to watch a bunch of them. It's going to be a lot of fun. Nice. And then I, I don't have anything for November or December yet because I, I can't think that far ahead. It is only July. Uh, but I'm, I'm pretty excited. Feeling good about yeah. this one. Um, but unfortunately, before, uh, before we start wrapping things up here, I do have to mention that we are going to take, uh, what is it, two weeks off for you? You're going to be traveling, so we need to take a couple weeks off. Um, let's see. Well, I'll be... As of this episode, I'm on the. I'll be in Fargo, but then, oh, let's see, I'll be back. So, but if anything, I might miss only one, just depending on schedules. So, so we, we might take one week off, depending on if uh, we can link up with uh, with Matt or if Chewie can be available. And I might miss a week. We might not. But either way, the next episode will be a Donner episode. Um, okay, I'm looking forward to it. We got a lot yeah, of really no, fun I, stuff coming up. I'm excited, and no matter what, I'll watch the movies like yeah. our listeners should. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, the next three months we got some really good stuff coming up. Like Bette Midler month is going to be a blast. I love Bette Midler. Like, I'm no shame whatsoever. She doesn't make movies really for my, my demographic at all, but I can still watch it. Like I love Bette Midler in that movie, so it, yeah. it'll be fun. Um, <coughs> right, let's do some quick plugs, and then we uh, we'll say goodbye. For this show and every other show on the ATH Network, be sure to check out ATHpod.com. We have really fun stuff going on over at Binge Buddies. We are a little over halfway through the first season of uh, What We Do in the Shadows. 
and uh, that show has been phenomenal. Uh, Drew Staten came on uh, from Demon Days to help fill in for Graham because Graham has been very busy, and uh, Graham just has not become available again, so Drew's just staying on, and we're all having a blast, and Drew fit in very well with the show, as we all knew he would, and uh, you should absolutely check it out. It has been so much fun. Um, and then be sure to check out Damage Boost. Uh, Chewie and I did an episode with Brock on Mortal Kombat, and we uh, we beat the fuck out of Mortal Kombat because uh, the movie <laughs> was wasn't very good. It was a fatality. It, it was yeah, not you, a very good movie. Yeah, your review was a, a, a fatality. <laughs> <clears throat> I was like nodding as I was driving. I was listening to you guys while I was driving, and I was just nodding yes, like, yep. Okay, yeah. yep. Yep, no, it's bad. Yep, yeah. yep. Yep. It was not a good movie. Yeah, it's it was... Uh, that it's it's the five dollar well uh, the two to five dollar bin at Walmart where you have to dig to find the DVD. That's the quality of that movie. Yeah, d- definitely not the twenty five dollars I spent on it to watch it for Brock's episode. That that's money not well spent. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But you guys had some good thoughts on there, and it, it was, was it was good. I'll say this much: it was not well spent on the movie. Totally worth it to be on Damage Boost with Brock. That was a blast. Um, yeah, I got to get on there again sometime when my schedule is like realistic and reasonable. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever the fuck that is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what's going on in Demon Days? Uh, well, we're getting we're gearing up to face off against a big old creature boss thing. We just recorded that session, so it's not next. It's not this week that you're listening to this episode, but it's coming up. They're gearing up to it. It's going to be a blast. Look forward to it. All right, uh, well, then I will say goodbye to the Jackie Chan month. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching his movies, even if the last one kind of stunk, but it still had a ton of fun throughout it. So thanks, Jackie Chan. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for making me feel bad about myself physically. Uh, But you know what? Every time. (laughs) Totally worth it. (laughs) I'm just a little mad at you. But it's worth it, but I'm mad at you. Totally worth it. (laughs) A little mad. All right, I I think it's a good time to say goodbye. Goodbye? 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 Bye. She laid a bow, those.